Jason, and I'm Babe. And I'm Robin, and I'm Babe. Howdy, Babe. How to do? Well, we thought we would just get right into it uh, this oh, week. Wow. Um, this is uh, this is episode six of the COVID nineteen mixtape. Overall right. episode forty seven. Got it. And it's raw, and it's wild, and it's uh, it's coming at you. It's real life. Yeah. We got like I I mean, I had to put my face on at seven PM so that I could be camera ready for this. I had to uh, take a shower and brush my teeth and shave at uh what was that, about five thirty PM? Yeah. Yeah. I got kind of a late start today. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I got a little bit of a late start on getting ready for this today. Yeah. Anyway, we're holding it together and we hope that you're also holding it together. Um, it's been a flurry of activity. Uh, there's been <laughs> COVIDs. There's been solo vids. There's been uh, Zoom meetings. I mean, so much has happened since the last time that we came uh, into your homes, <laughs> into your lives, into your psyches. Um, you know, but uh, I don't know. We're just we're just doing the damn thing. Yeah, I mean, this is, I mean, unfortunately, this is what put together looks like for us right now. I mean, I, I you feel mean like, wonderful. I mean, like, I didn't brush my Amazing. hair today. Oh, I thought you were going to say your teeth, and I was oh, going to fucking brushed, bust you. So oh, hard. I brush my teeth. Yes. Yeah, no, that was you. Every day. Yeah, I <laughs> every brush day. every day. You um, sometimes. But I have to say that you. I brush my teeth every day, like, eventually. Yeah, eventually. It yeah. might be midnight, but you'll get it done. You know what I mean? Are you really going to put me on blast right now? <laughs> you know it. <laughs> so, but I have to say, um, you've been showering and shaving like oh, yeah. repeatedly day after day, like for several days. I'm on a three day streak here. I, I mean, I mean, today it came a little late. There was a little snafu with the, the lights out time last night. <laughs> there, was, there was a little... <laughs> Damn there was it. a little snafu there. There was a little snafu waking up. Um, do you want to like elaborate on the snafu? Like, do you want to like? Sure. You know, it's real life. I mean, you already, you already so. put me on blast. So. I'm gonna put you on blast. Okay. Pretty much on the regular. Okay. So. Yeah. This is how it goes now. This is how this is life. <laughs> this is nothing new. This is your life <laughs> on COVID. I got so scared. Uh, I actually got scared last night of COVID. Why? Because we were watching an episode of uh, Kill Tony, the quarantine episodes. Yeah. And there was this lady on who has like some sort of like immune deficiency stuff who got the COVID. Yeah. And then she'd been quarantined, like legit quarantined for four weeks. Right. And... And she was like, I don't know. It was like the worst. I felt like I wanted to die. And so I was thinking about it. And I was like, I don't know if I'm strong enough. <laughs> if I get the COVID, when I get the COVID, because I think it's inevitable at this point, probably, right? That's right. What, that's what they'd have us believe unless they come up with um, Just wait a it vaccine, out the vaccine or some, right? some kind of, you know, some other treatments or whatever, like... You just you just gotta wait it out. And you just and you know they have some treatments, I guess, that are proving to be 
they're they're having some effectiveness or whatever. But, but is the moral to the story that if you have to be in quarantine for four weeks, you're gonna lose your shit? Well, what it did was it made me remember, um, like when I got like the flu, like legit flu for the first time. The like, first time? Like, you know, I think I'd had the flu before or whatever, but it was just like it was mainly like stomach flu. Oh. But the first time that I got like legit flu, like I think it was maybe I don't know how I avoided it for this long, but where I had the fever and the body aches and like the dementia <laughs> and the Are you talking about when we all got sick? It was like in two thousand eight, maybe. Yeah. That right around my birthday. That was really crazy. Like, yeah. Um, that was, we all, all four of us as a family got sick at the exact same time. Right. So the kids were like, Charlie wasn't even two. So Charlie was a baby and Morgan was seven or something. And, uh, so we would have been under 30 at that time. Yeah. Just a pup, just a couple of pups. Uh, and, uh, that was. Did we all get sick? Yes. But I feel like, I don't know. I feel like I got the sickest. Oh no! That time, <laughs> no. because like it, le- it legitimately was like, I get, I understand now, like what actually getting the flu and being sick is like, because I was like, I can't, I don't know how long I can do this, you know, <laughs> like I was seriously like, that was a bad one. That how was long a really, is this gonna last? That was a bad one. Charlie, who was under two, had a hundred and five fever for seven days. Like, I was on the phone with the doctor like every other day. Right. Yeah. It was like a so an not, emergency room <laughs> so almost time. I gotta say, if you can live through having the flu and also taking care of an infant that has the flu, and you both survive, you can do it again without an infant and be okay. Don't tempt fate, man. <laughs> Cause like that was the all time worst. I remember I had just weaned him, and I remember feeling so guilty. That like, does sound oh, familiar. Now. Man, I wish I would have just waited another couple months to wean him because he probably wouldn't have gotten sick. This comfort and, and this this oh, like that antibody thing yep. or whatever. And I was having to like pour uh, like liquid Tylenol and liquid ibuprofen and grapefruit juice down his throat because he like wouldn't. He wouldn't drink it. No, I he just spit spit yeah. anything you gave him. <laughs> Charlie would spit anything you gave him up or choke on it. And I remember like towards the end, so it it took a good week before we could all like kind of get up, stand up at the same time. Get you know? up, stand up. <laughs> and I remember like Dance we were man. so, so sick that my mom had to just leave stuff on the porch. I'm very similar to this situation. Like I told everybody, don't come in this house. We are so wow. sick. Leave stuff, leave food on the porch. Don't approach the door. Like, yeah. And um, I remember we were at the end of it, like maybe day six. So it was like one more day and we were going to like feel a little tiny bit better. Right. Yeah. And we all were like laying out on the deck in the sun, like a bunch of like sardines just like lined up. And I remember like Charlie, <laughs> Charlie was just laying on my chest, like with just a diaper on or something. And like all we had were like our horrible gross pajamas we've been wearing for like five days oh god i mean we were so sick like and then morgan got well first and so then morgan became like our nurse or whatever morgan get a popsicle morgan go get some ibuprofen morgan go get some more water like i mean wow i was like i forgot about that (laughs) yeah that's funny 
Anyway. That experience is what taught me that I'm a total fucking baby when it comes to being sick. Oh, like, I didn't I realize see. how weak I am. I gotcha. And so that's why I got scared when I was listening to that lady recount that story. Yeah. I was like, oh, fuck. If I get this, like, am I just going to be like, oh, I'm going to throw in the towel. I'm, g- I'm going out. Would you really do that to me? No, I wouldn't. <laughs> but I'm like, I don't want to have to, like, have that level of responsibility. Well, I'll tell you what. If you get the That's COVID, really fucked up. Guess who's going to be your nursemaid? Um, as per the usual. <laughs> what's her name? She was in uh, From Dusk Till Dawn. Oh. <laughs> Guess who's going to be your nurse slash girlfriend? You. <laughs> yeah. Babe. Yeah. And she is a hell of a nurse I'll, slash girlfriend. I'll tell you what. If you start talking about throwing in the towel, if you get the COVID, I'll slap you around. You're kick my yeah. ass. You'll make me regret that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. No, I got a lot to hang around for. Um, so, but you got gonna, scared for a minute. You were no, remembering like the horror of the flu. Then I was like, yeah. "This is going to be worse than that." And I mean, or maybe you could you could have it and be asymptomatic. Apparently, yeah. Um, but like the people who get it are like, "Oh my god!" And you know, I don't know. Maybe those people are all weak, you know, candy asses. Because I do tend to have like a pretty high pain tolerance yeah, and threshold do. and stuff too. You but do. something about sickness and the helplessness of like not being able to escape makes me the trapped animal that I am feel yeah. like even more of a trapped animal. I can't I get, get out. I get that. And so especially when it's like the fever and the fucking <sighs> delirium. I get, I get bad. Well, take it from somebody who has had pneumonia while pregnant and has, um, <laughs> has had the worst case of chicken pox, um, like known to man. Um, you, you get through it because you kind of have to go in your pain cave, you know, like during those times. And honestly, the thought of even leaving the house when you feel like that doesn't even come to you. You yeah. know, you're just, it, it, yeah, it, you go into a different realm. Totally. I can, and I can do that with some things. Like I can do that with like cycling or whatever. Like I could go climb mountains on a bicycle, you know, like the fat ass that I am like for (laughs) four hours or something like that. You can, I mean, you can do all kinds of stuff I can't do. And just suffer it out. But when it comes to being sick, I'm just like, mama, help me, baby. <laughs> but I also I'm resistant to taking medication and stuff, and so like that's I where the slapping around comes in, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. Take your medicine. Shut up. Nurse Ratchet <laughs> over here is gonna <laughs> gonna do. I'll tell you, that's what gets people through. Sometimes, you know, you get mad, and then you live, you live on. I think that's what's going on with my grandma. Is that where the ratchet term came from? Is it Nurse Ratchet? What do you mean? Like that. Um, like ratchet, like a, a girl who's like oh, ratchet. so ratchet? Yeah, uh huh. No, I don't no? think so. Okay, I think that was supposed to be her real name in the movie. It was like Nurse Ratchet. Like her name was like Nancy Ratchet. No, I know that Nurse Ratchet. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, did that movie spawn the term Nurse Ratchet? Or I mean, the term like the term Ratchet for somebody who's like a hood kind of hood rat type of no? no rat ratchet rat. Is there something like that? No. Get, uh, hit us up on Twitter and let us know where the uh, <laughs> the origin of that term comes I from. I can't wait until we get some Twitter notifications based on something that you have said. Because when that happens, like... Oh, oh you will be uh, exclaiming hallelujah from you'll on be, high. You'll be so sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it'll probably be because I made, you know, I made some horrible, like, off-color <laughs> comment about... <laughs> 
<laughs> about first responders. Oh, hit me up on something. Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll hit you what, up there. Watch bucko. what you wish for. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, you well, were about to put me on blast. Okay, so Not let's too, go back to the blast. Yeah. Um. All right. So I'm sorry that you got upset. I mean, I I didn't realize that. Yeah. Um. But I I got upset, but for a completely different reason. <laughs> <laughs> so, like. I, I, you know, I do this thing sometimes where I go to sleep while we're watching TV. And um, that comes from many years of of listening to the soothing waves of the TV. And and that is my um, pacifier in a way, you know. Anyway, so we were watching TV last night and I went to sleep. Yeah. And um, that wasn't really my plan. But then. Oh, you had other plans. I did. I I learned Uh, later. I did. But they blew up my face. And so then I woke up. And you were like, I've been asleep. And it was like 2.30 or 3 o'clock in the morning. And I was like, oh, fuck you. You haven't been asleep. You've been playing Zelda all night long. (laughs) (laughs) And so, dude, that pissed me off so bad in that moment. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to go back to sleep. I'm going to save this I'm going to save it for the morning. And I'm just going to go to sleep. Yeah, and I did. I did. I played some Zelda. I, I don't know why I should feel bad about that. I guess like I should have just said, "Oh yeah, I was playing Zelda," and then um, I decided it was time to go to bed because I, you know, I climbed this Sheikah Tower that I was trying to get to. <laughs> There's a yeah. lot of Zelda going on. You know, the still. lying didn't help. I'll just say that. I was all, "Oh, you just lied." I'm going to kick you in the balls all night long. That was my first thought. And I was asleep when I thought that. I was. Okay. So <laughs> like legitimately though, I was actually like nodding off like while we were watching the thing too. I believe and you. And then I woke up and then I was like, okay, well she's asleep and the, but you looked oh, comfortable. You found a loophole. I get what? it. I get it. <laughs> loophole. You did. You did. Yeah. You found that loophole. Um, so I said, Hey, you know, if you're gonna stay up all night like an asshole, don't be waking me up in the middle of the night. Well, so you found a loophole. You just let me sleep on the couch, you stay up all night like an asshole, and then you wake both of us up when we go to bed. See? So what what should I have done? I guess I should have just said, Oh yeah, I was playing Zelda. No, but that would have fixed the whole thing. Um, I think you should have just gone to bed. Okay, but I didn't want to go to bed. So why not? What are you doing up all night? What is the what is happening? Having fun, man. I'm fucking like <laughs> living it up, living my best life on the inner on the fucking video game. Okay. I mean it obviously you should see my inventory right now. I have like <laughs> I have six things of wood. I have like six things of wood. Yeah, man. Wow. And that's the heat that I'm packing. Wow. I got I, some I got the good wood. Can we discuss that later? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a deal. Your plans from last night maybe can come to fruition tonight. Well, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I am a lying sack of shit, apparently. <laughs> so Well, I'll tell you. <clears throat> if you ever want to make me real, you know, like zero to like one hundred. Just tell me like one one little lie. Okay. And I'll be like noted. See what I was trying to do was see. Oh, I know. I know that. I know what you're trying to do. Well, I know that if you get <laughs> mad, 
I won't it sleep. It might be hard for you to sleep, I know. and then you'll be even more mad at and me you were the like, next day. You, we were sleeping. <laughs> oh my god! Fuck! You make it sound so stupid. No, like, I, I get I, your I just plan. tried to nicely wake you up and say, "Let's go to bed." You know, you did. It was nice. Who didn't wake me up in a Fucking nice way. Fucking punished for being nice. You hear that, folks? I'm going to give you so much side eye. I am so on blast. My eye is going to fall out the side of my head. I've been put on COVID-19 fucking blast. Going to prison. Do you like it? Yeah, I love it. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> all right, well, let's get to the topic at hand, shall what, we? Are, what is it? I mean, this is all in the past. I already fucked everything up. That was so last night. Okay. This That's is tonight. over. Yeah. This is tonight. This is tonight. This is now. This is our lives. This is the, These are the days of our lives. Like the sands through the hourglass. This must be the place. Ah, oh, babe. Ah. <laughs> Look at you. <coughs> Look at you. Yeah. Oh, right. We slot that right Fitting in there. Fitting things in and making yeah, plans. Wow. Using my fucking power of magnesis, you know. <laughs> picking oh up the, <laughs> everything's Zelda. I'm going to I'm going to use um stasis and I am going to freeze you and then I'm going to take your Wii and I'm going to smash it with my time delay bomb. How do you like that? I haven't even been playing Zelda. I already know what to do. Okay. Sounds good. Stay tuned for more on that cuz I feel like it's coming in the near future. <laughs> Yes. Um, yeah, so this must be the place. So we're on our playlist, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 This is uh, number six of the COVID-19 mixtape. Yes, thank you. That's correct. Episode 47 overall. I kind of already said that earlier, but I think it bears repeating. Okay, bear. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So So what the fuck? What's This must be the place. I don't even know if anybody would recognize the title of that song. Because well, I sure didn't. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, if you're a Talking Heads fan, you're a, you probably know it. I'm you thinking. Think so? I'm thinking of one or two friends of ours that would know it for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, it's like it's one of those um, kind of overlooked like Talking Heads songs that should have been a huge hit and probably w- really wasn't. I don't know. Maybe it was at the time, but I was just a child in like 1987 or whenever it came out. But um, through watching Wall Street, one of our favorite movies, they yes. use that in the background of going through Bud Fox's apartment where he has like the ultimate 80s, like posh, luxurious, you know, situation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like, uh, there's like, a, I don't know, a montage of apartment building. Right. Or whatever, right? And there's like gold leaf. Yeah, they go through, they go through the, the, the apartment. Yeah, he's had the interior decorator, his girlfriend, come in. And What's her name? Uh, Daryl Hannah. Oh, right. From um, Splash. From Kill Bill. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's like the height of like overdoing it. And he's and he's like he's like making his like pasta, you know, in his pasta machine. Except it's not even a crank machine. It's like a electronic because everything in the 80s you had to have an appliance you know what i mean i think he was making sushi oh maybe it was making, okay maybe it was rolling yeah. sushi yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. he had like some sort of like machine sushi rolling device okay. or whatever got it um anyway i never heard that song until i watched that movie and like watched it as Are an adult well that's why i think it's probably fairly obscure um because uh 
How did I, how was my pronunciation of obscure? Oh, top notch. <laughs> obscure? Obscure. Uh, yeah. Obscure. <laughs> All right, is this going back to like the cure or the cure? cure? Yeah. And the obscure? Obscure? Uh, I would say obscure. Obscure? Obscure. Obscure. <laughs> But, you know, I'm from the South and everything, so I can't make you sounds like I'm from Germany. <laughs> but, um, oh, yeah. So, anyway, that's why I feel like. So, if you're, you were a Talking Heads fan, right? Were you already a Talking no. Heads fan the first time you saw Wall Street? Do, uh, when did you first see Wall Street? Uh, like as an adult. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, we maybe were with together. you. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, I can't remember why I watched why I hadn't watched it up until that point, but then I did. I think because you're an Oliver Stone fan, like from the is it Apocalypse Now or the other one, the Vietnam? Yeah, Platoon. You know the Vietnam show. The Vietnam um, show. Yeah. Platoon. Thank you. Right. Um, and also starring Mr. Charles uh, Estevez, <laughs> right. Carlito. <laughs> um, but like we. I think we were just talking about Oliver Stone movies and maybe that came up and we were like, oh, like, let's watch that. That's got, you know, Michael Douglas in it, blah, blah, blah. And that was probably like maybe mid 2000s. It's got the machines. No, I think it was like early 2000s. Yeah. I want to say. Okay. Um, Yeah. So that song really stuck out to you from the movie. Yeah. Well, and it did to me too, but like when I listen to Talking Heads or when I have listened to Talking Heads in the past, I wouldn't say I'm a fan. Like there are a few songs that I like, but I couldn't tell you like, oh, this is this song, this is that song. And I didn't know that. I still, like a few days ago when you mentioned it, I know the song, but I didn't know the name of the song. Because I do this thing as like a musician who is like an instrumentalist more where for forever I'd never paid attention to lyrics. Oh. And you're like, you're not coming at music from an instrumentalist point of view necessarily. So that's like the thing that you hear and you latch on yeah. to, which is the thing that you're supposed to hear <laughs> and latch on to. But I'm like listening to like the percussion track or like the bass line or whatever you know like a weirdo no i mean i do that too i mean now you do through your tutelage and everything the but cruel tutelage. <laughs> your cruel tutelage but i do the lyrics are always first and foremost so like if a song is like great but the lyrics suck like i'm just not gonna be as into it yeah but i do like talking heads and to me i like their silliness and i like their sloppiness and like that kind of drives you crazy i think like that the, you actually were the one that you had the talking heads like something more recent or David Byrne, something more recent that had like crazy drums and horns and all this stuff. Oh yeah. Um, maybe like ten, that David Byrne solo album. Yeah. Like 10 years ago. And I was like, what is this? Yeah. Wow. I love this. And you were like, this is the guy from talking heads. I was like, ah, oh, okay. It all makes sense. And then I went back and listened to 77 and you know, psycho killer and all that stuff. And Got back into that. So, like, this, for me, this um, this song, I think, is one of their best songs because lyrically it tells this, like, story that I think picks up where their big hit, you know, Letting the Days Go By or whatever. Yeah. Like, where it picks up. Where, you know, like, we, we got really into that Letting the Days Go By song, I think, because we got to a point in our life where we're like, 
wow, like, yeah, all this stuff that you're supposed to be so excited about, like, it's hard to get excited about it when you (laughs) probably never should have done it in the first place, like owning a house or, you know, thinking, thinking you're going to be rich, you're going to have some certain life or whatever. Like materialistic culture that we live in, like just totally going all in on that. Yeah. And that's, that's funny too, because like that, like that plays into the whole wall street thing. Yeah. You mentioned something that I hadn't thought about either, which is that like, you know, when we watched wall street, I think I might have watched it because, like, oh, you know why? Because, like, I took an economics class, and I think the teacher mentioned the movie oh. in it, and or maybe played a clip where, like, Gordon Gecko is talking about, uh, he's, like, at a shareholders meeting, and this is, like, a company, Blue Star Airlines or oh, whatever, that right. he's, like, trying to do a hostile takeover of. But, you know, he's, like, not being super hostile yet. Um. And he's like, greed is good. So it's like right. a big a big thing from that movie. And so that was like an illustration of like, you know, the whole Adam Smith, like econ- economics, like theory or whatever. Gotcha. Where it's like, you know, th- that the greed of people, the people, you know, people wanting money and stuff like that is actually like what, uh, you know, what makes the whole system work or whatever. Like it doesn't have to be about some like altruistic, you know idea mm-hmm. of taking care of other people or whatever that actually if you just like if everybody's makes and sells shit or whatever then the whole thing will work itself out and to sell somebody's gotta buy and there's gotta be desire and all that stuff yeah, yeah. right which you know is like not not really true or whatever because it like really breaks down yeah especially like when people like in that movie are fucking manipulating things behind the scenes and just trying to profit off of stuff right uh, but anyway that's why that's probably why okay that makes sense and that makes sense that it was in the early 2000s because that's the last time you were in school yeah right and you know right around that time i was also like starting to work you know do sales and yep. insurance and stuff like that and so it's like okay well you know, so <laughs> I think there's like a whole series of movies now that I think about it that have just like sales, salesy sales <laughs> scenes in them or whatever, or like things like that where it's yep. just like this this crazy kind of sort of evil, you know, mm-hmm. economic uh, perspective or whatever that's really twisted, like uh, Boiler Room comes to mind. Oh, yeah. Or um, uh, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Yep. Yep. Pretty pretty iconic, you know, amazing, like like salesy scenes or whatever in those movies. So I think when we originally watched this with our, you know, like hopes and dreams of somehow gaming the system and and becoming, you know, successful or or rich or something, whatever that looked like at the time, I think we saw like Gordon Gecko, who's the bad guy, as the inspiration. At least I did, because I love the bad guy, as we know. You do? You're, you're rooting for the bad guy? I'm always rooting for the bad guy, because they got the best clothes. And Gordon Gecko had the best clothes. I and the know. best quips, you know. Yep. Th- th- rip their throats out and th- shove them down the trash compactor and all this stuff. You oh, know? Yeah. Like, he's being cool. He's like, oh, fuck this guy, fuck that guy. You know? Yeah, it's on like, the phone, and he's like slamming the phone talk down. Talk at you. Yeah, I'll talk at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, what an asshole. Right. Anyway, my hero. So... That was my original inspiration <laughs> early, early on. And that goes right along with like Dynasty and, you know, the, sure. the Carringtons and the Colbys. 
those wealthy, you know, powerful assholes of the uh, stock exchange world. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Industry. So the funny thing, though, is like, I think we watched that movie. We watched it multiple times. And like, I think in the beginning, it was all about like that inspiration of wealth. And in the end, (laughs) it's like you see it from a completely different perspective when she's been screwed over by the system. Right. Then you're on the Bud Fox side, which is the Charlie Sheen character where he's like gone all in, you know, thought he could play the system, got burned comes out the other side basically as a criminal and just loses everything. Has to like start over basically. You don't see that in the movie. Like right. I don't know, watch watch Wall Street. Like, you know, it's a good movie. Yeah. Or whatever. And it's also kind of you know oh, it's, relevant to it's like very the shit relevant. that's going down I guess right now. I think so. I I to me some stuff is crashing <laughs> and burning, you know. As much as I mean, you know, it's like I'm no expert on any of this stuff. I'm no economics, you know student right but (laughs) talking to people in the last six months or a year i'm like you know this is gonna pop like don't buy a house right now like don't you know people are like oh well it's true though dude like how could i not say that to somebody if i cared about them like i mean the the writing was totally on the wall nobody could see this whole thing coming but well yeah not the cause of the not the the, cause the virus or whatever but I think I think my experience in in fashion and manufacturing it gives me a little bit of a edge on understanding how tedious all this stuff is and how like on the edge of total oh, yeah. like collapse. It's just real fragile. Everything's w- just way more fragile than we than we realize most be- of the time. Right? Yeah, because it totally depends on people, and um, people are kind of fragile. <laughs> I yeah. think. I think like that's something we like to forget, but that's interesting. Yeah. So it's funny because I didn't really think, I think you probably connected a lot more to feel, you know, like identifying with the Gordon Gecko character or whatever. For sure. But I'm so, I'm more of like kind of a loser or whatever. No, that's <laughs> so, not true. So I'm like, oh yeah, man, just getting fucking like Bud Fox, Charlie Sheen. He gets, you know, kind of, he screws himself over basically by getting wrapped up in this whole thing. Yeah. And then, yeah, definitely like for us as that changed, it's like, it. I mean, it's a, the whole movie is not meant to be like some glorification of somebody like Gordon. Gecko. No. It's like a cautionary tale it is. or whatever. And it's like, you know, uh, Bud Fox had his dad in the movie. who was played by his actual dad and Charlie Sheen's actual dad, Martin Sheen or whatever. Which they actually pull off like a fairly believable emotional like performance, I felt like. There's a lot of like sheen weirdness. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Yeah. It has a the whole eighties has like a sheen <laughs> of weirdness <laughs> cast upon it. Don't you mean a an pallor? A nest of those? sheen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, um uh because like okay. I mean, just to nerd out on Sheen's for a minute. So, okay, like Apocalypse Now, Martin Sheen yep. is the main character. Platoon, Charlie Sheen is the main character. Yep. And then they're in this movie to get, like, I don't know, have they, wasn't there something else? There's some other Probably. weird, like, fucking Sheen, Sheen Inception. <laughs> Sheenception. <laughs> the 80s was a major Sheenception. Let's find out. Yeah. 
I just like that their inception was actually that they were all like, you know, of Latino descent, but everybody thought they were white. I thought that was a good a trick. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were like and bringing so wh- diversity before even anybody was aware. It was and happening. Emilio was the only one who like held the line. I know. He was right? the only one that was truthful because he was a sheen, but his real name was Estevez. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's pretty silly. That's right, right? Yeah. Okay. And then I get fucked up with them and the Baldwins because there's all these Baldwins. <laughs> They're definitely not Latino. <laughs> to me, like the 80s is like sort of like a Sheen Baldwin, like fucking. I could see like, that. Rrr. I could see that. Oh, like, but you got to get battling, you know, De Niro. He's in there all the time, too. In the 80s? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Probably. Right. Oh, yeah. So. um, All right. So that's the Wall Street context of the song. And right. I think that that is actually why the song means anything to us, right? Because let me tell you, we have had a lot of back and forth about this playlist. And the bottom line is that each one of these songs on this playlist has to mean something to both of us. And right. it can't just be, oh, I like some song and I picked it. And you're like, I don't know that song. I mean, we can't do that, right? This no. is team, babe. We have to be on the same page. It's a team, and I okay. think there are enough songs that we both yeah. like and connect with in some way to where that's like doable or whatever. Right. So we're not going to try to like shoehorn some bullshit no. in here that we just like listened to the other day, unless it's legitimately something that we both are really into or have yeah. some like feel have has some meaning behind it or whatever. And now that we're all like stuck at home, I mean, we have time to talk about this kind of stuff. And um, I think this song in particular is meaningful because it's like questioning this whole, like this must be the place question mark, like your home. Um, And I think I can really relate to that because it's like when you put so much effort into like having a certain kind of home, or having a certain kind of life in your home, your home life, because you have all these things or because the wall is a certain color or whatever, that you're like kind of creating an environment really based on whatever story you want to tell yourself. Sure. You know? And a lot of that is often like sort of outward. Yes. This is the story that I want to tell to other people who are looking at this And seeing it from the outside. You know? Yeah. Like the Instagram. It's like... Yeah. It's the Instagram like 2000s idea. 2000s Instagram was like. Um, Lies. Lies you tell yourself and your friends. Yeah, for sure. So like now that we're all like you have to be at home, right? That You're like forced to kind of spend all kinds of time at home. Sure. Yeah. You have to like reckon with all these decisions that you've made and like this, this right. place that you've like either curated or that has just happened because like for me. Because you it just happened <laughs> because you did it. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I'm even reluctant to create like a home. Like I, I mean, I've I've been burned too many times. I'm like, I'm not hanging stuff up. <laughs> I'm not unpacking that box. Uh-uh. We're pretty good about unpacking boxes for the most part. Actually, we've gotten rid of a lot of stuff too. Yeah, yeah. So that uh, helps. Really, truly, I think this house is about us lightening our load, not creating a home. Totally. Per se. Like, we're going to get some patio furniture, and that's, we've been here five years, and <laughs> I have not purchased any patio furniture for five years. Yeah, we have this great little backyard kind of oasis thing. We and, do. And now, especially, where it's like, okay, well, we're all supposed to stay home for the most pla- most part, um, This and this must be the place. 
right? Uh, we might as well, <laughs> we might as well try to make it, uh, you know, something that we can enjoy more or whatever. And I, I guess, you know, like the, that um, that impulse has really been tempered by our experience over the last fifteen years or whatever. You know, I'm really reluctant to like be like, this is the place. Like, I'm gonna really make the most out of this and yeah. be really proud of it and. Oh, I'm going to impress you with my house. Right. You know. Well, and you you said so. something that I thought was interesting, too, where it's like, you know, if you read the lyrics to this song that's on the playlist, it's like, home, this must be the place. But it's sort of, you know, you think it's like more of a question. It's sort of like questioning, like, okay. I mean, well, I guess like that, those words kind of say it all. This must be the place. So you're not like confident. In you're it. not saying this is the place. You know, you're like, this right, must be. This must be the place. Like, how did place. I get here? Well, <laughs> this yeah. is not my beautiful how do I, wife. How do I work this? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, that's different. a different song, but it's sort of like it's that's the same how idea. it plays into that, yeah. like, that concept or whatever. Uh, yeah, I like the, I guess I must be having fun because it's yeah. like, I think um, no matter how nice your house is, if you're, you're ordered to stay home, it doesn't matter like how nice your furniture is or how many gadgets you have or whatever, like you're going to want to leave and it isn't going to be fun after a certain point, Yeah, you know, and you're going to be like. Damn it, I just want to get out of here. <laughs> that makes me think of that girl that freaked me out. Yeah. On Kill Tony. It's like yeah. she was, and I think she was still on fucking lockdown. And it's like she literally had not left her room or seen other people for four weeks. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I think I've become sort of a homebody, but there is a lot of times when I do want to just like get out and do something or whatever. And then like thinking about, oh, well, actually, this whole thing could go from being in- inconvenient and like, oh, we shouldn't go out to being like, oh, we can't go out. Right. And then I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. This must be the place, man. <laughs> Well, take it from me. I, I've spent six weeks on bed rest, which was basically the same idea as being quarantined, mm-hmm. except that people could get next to me in the same room if they wanted to. Right. But for me, I could not leave the house basically for six weeks, except for going to the doctor. I remember going to the doctor and being like, uh, going to the zoo or something. I was like, holy cow, I get to go to the doctor today? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. You start fucking really uh, valuing the little things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's like that, you know, that thing that you've put all this work, time, effort, and thought into or whatever, you know, and like curated and made awesome can become like... A prison. The the prison or the, the anchor that's like weighing you down, the fucking ball and chain, you know, and that's like our experience with the the house thing too. Yeah, that's where true. It's like, oh, because well, we were really trying, or we, but mostly you, <laughs> because you're the one that has like these <laughs> concepts or whatever that you try to follow All through on. All these dreams. Uh-huh. Yeah, you got hopes and dreams. We got ways and means. Um, you know, you're, you're kind of the one that like usually typically heads up that charge or whatever. Yep. No blame placed or anything there it's just like you know not in my normal day-to-day wheelhouse to think about this stuff that way you know 
So, um, but you had your moments though. Oh yeah. I remember when we found out that we were going to have to, uh, foreclose. Right. And you were like, damn it. Now that we have to leave here, all I want to do is like make it great. (laughs) I think it's just the irony of the situation, you know? And I was like, well, that ship sailed. Like, That time has passed. There's we, a lot of letting go. We will not make it process. make it great. We yeah. will stop cease. <laughs> and so now, I mean, the the funny thing about where we live now actually is that this house is a dream house for me too, in a completely different way. Like I always wanted to live in a little cottage and like have all this like shabby chic shit and yeah, you know, I I don't need to have any shabby chic anything at this point, but. This is like an old dream come to fruition haphazardly. And there's a lot of things that I brought with me to this. It's a rental house, right? But I will also leave here because they belong to the old dream. That is this little cottage downtown. It's the Martha Stewart dream, you know? Do you think you'll ever be able to, I mean, do you foresee being able to like put that, put, actually take your dream and like make do it again like make it a thing yeah like what would have to happen in the right situation well it has this is where my all my salesmanship <laughs> that i learned in uh <laughs> you know selling motorcycles and insurance and fucking watching wall street and boiler room and are you trying Gary to Glenn Ross are you trying to close comes in yeah coffee's for closers yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um well i'd have to have a lot of money uh i have to be real comfortable how much What's Let's the put minimum? some dollars. No, I'm just joking. Yeah, interesting though. Yeah, I'd have to feel real confident. Yeah. I'd have to be real comfortable and confident and just ready to dive back into that realm and feel like, hey man, if I buy this uh, credenza for my entryway, oh, I'm going to have it for life. For life. <laughs> what was that that uh, Charlie was talking about? Uh, Big Boy from Outcast being on uh, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me yeah. somewhat recently yeah. or whatever. And he said something about a credenza. He's like, what's a credenza? Because <laughs> Big, Big Boy, Boy was talking about his credenza. Yeah, he keeps his owls on a credenza. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, let me let me educate you on oh a credenza. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fuck. What now, so a credenza, what's, what's that other thing? That's like in another thing, another thing in an entryway, like like an entry table. I guess is that all a credenza? Basically, okay. It's just like a kind of a nice looking little table with some you know drawers in it. Well, we can put that put that query to sleep, I guess. You mean you're not gonna buy me a credenza? I'm gonna buy you an owl. (laughs) I'm gonna capture an owl for you, big boy's owl. Please I'm going don't. to Atlanta or wherever I Big Boy lives that. now. No. I'm stealing all of Big Boy's <laughs> owls. You heard me, Big Boy. If you're out there oh, watching. Oh, you putting him on blast? Wow, watch oh, out, yeah, man. Right? You might get more than you bargained oh, for on that. Oh, shit, I hope so. No such thing as bad news, right? Oh, you mean no, bad press? Is. Bad press. Oh, there's bad, bad news. news for sure. <laughs> Lots of bad news. Never mind. I've been hearing a lot Fucking of that. scratch that. We're going to edit that out. We'll edit that out. <laughs> Um, so speaking of quarantining and the uh, all the details and dominoes that fall down in the quarantine, uh, okay, first of all, one, I'm really glad we're not in a long-distance relationship because I've experienced you on Zoom because we, we had a Zoom uh, pre-Easter 
family, friends and family sort of a thing that yeah. we tried out, which was fun. Although you irritated the shit out of me. So, but I digress. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. Yes. And uh, I was Mission accomplished. I was about to put you on mute. And uh, are you really going to put me on blast mute? <laughs> I was right going to put you on mute and I was going to make you raise your hand. Oh my God. Well, I did raise my hand. <laughs> See, you I know it. how to like use this shit I know, or whatever. But you just so I was just like fucking around, like I using know. the chat. Oh, I know. Doing emojis, putting my background. Oh. I think I was was I. You no. changed your background like eight times, and you put your feet in instead of your head. I mean, you were playing fucking Zelda while we were supposed to be talking. I mean, I was like, dude, I'm gonna put this phone down and come in there and wring your neck. <laughs> oh, and I was complaining about Zoom and saying oh, that yeah. we should should have done oh. it on FaceTime. What's up with us Zoom? Who decided to do Zoom? Who decided? Oh, to do that was Zoom. me, the person that put your chat together. Anyway, yeah. I don't have any hostile feelings about it, though. That is the really nice thing. I've I've done, like, my yoga and my meditation, and now I'm just, like, I'm chill. Isn't that amazing? You are super chill now. And I think you were able to, you know, funnel any ill feelings you had into your hatred of me for lying to you about Zelda last night. That is correct. So that's good. I feel like I've I've provided a, a very good service there. I'm trying, okay. I'm trying yeah. to keep my bitchiness at, at, at like a, at bay so that it doesn't become a horrible tsunami of bitchiness that no one can escape. I mean, because you're that, doing it. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna work out again tomorrow. Okay. Okay. Good. Yeah. You're gonna chop some wood. <sighs> no, I'm gonna. That's later tonight. <laughs> <laughs> One other thing on uh, on the like the whole. This must be the place, you know, yeah. the vibe or whatever is like I've been uh, listening to a lot of podcasts as I always do or whatever. But uh, one that that I listen to fairly regularly is um, uh, Endless Honeymoon. Yeah. Um, which is funny. And it's Moshe Kasher and uh, Natasha Leggero. They're funny. They're funny. Natasha, especially. <laughs> no offense, Moshe. Oh, jeez. Um, what are you, a Nazi or something? You hate, hate Jewish people? She's just converted I to just, being a Jew. What are I'm you talking joking. about? Anyway, they they do like relationship, uh, they do advice. Like they, they had a special that's on Netflix. It's funny. It is funny. Where they, you know, bring people up on stage and then like, you know, ask them what's going on and then like roast them or, you know, help them with relationship advice or like, you know, a combo of the two. Anyway, so recently with the, you know, um, shelter in place and the quarantine shit, like they've been getting all these calls from people who are in various stages of relationships, like melting down or whatever. Like a lot of people who, you know, like whatever, like were living with somebody that they were romantically involved with dating or or married to who are like getting divorced (laughs) or like want to break up because they have realized they hate each other now or whatever or can't you know they're just not into it anymore oh man that would be the worst yeah dude yeah yeah, i think that'd be worse than having the coronavirus personally that is that must not be the place (laughs) and i'm so glad that i'm not there oh my god dude like i mean we've had a few fights we've had some Shouting matches. We did. Well, I did. Did I miss it? I mean, I I, I had a so. I had a shouting match with you over text. Because, when was that? Oh, that was like two weeks ago. Okay, what was that about? 
See, like, <laughs> this is why, this is why we don't fight. You can't even remember. Um, well, it's like, I don't see it as like, a, you know. Remember I, I guess, said, I'm yelling at you through text because we can't have any private conversations. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Now I remember. Because we're all here. We're all, we're on the fucking interwebs at all times. We're talking with you, you know. <laughs> we don't talk. Uh, otherwise, until it's time to, to record the show, you know, we just sit there in silence. Sometimes that's true. I mean, there are days where that's a little bit true. Um, and that does irritate me. I'm not a big talker. I'm sure that would shock you to know that people out there in internet land. So, uh, today is a special day for some people. It is. What day <laughs> is it? Is it what? What's special about this day? It's Sunday. It's Sunday, Sunday is the day of the, the the day of our Lord or whatever you know. Right. The day of rest. Right. The day of worship. And if you're Christian, that's right. correct. Um, in this is Easter. Easter, or as I like to call it, Spring Halloween. Now tell everybody why you call it Spring Halloween. So that you know, like in my effort to rebrand all holidays. Um, I realized that, you know, there's fall Halloween and that's not really like any sort of, it doesn't appear any way to be like a religious holiday. No. In some way, there's no worship associated with it. It's basically just like candy. Yeah. Unless you're the worship of the devil. And Tricks maybe and treats. Maybe it's like an exciting time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's exciting for, for everyone uh, if you're into Halloween. Anyway, so like it's sort of six months from from uh, um, Easter, from oh, now, right. I think, right? Like, yeah, so, you're right. You know how, well, I don't know, what's the what's the summer equivalent of um, Christmas? Is it, would it be summer? 4th of July? You mean like as far as eating candy goes or what? No, no, no. Um, just like the holiday that's in the summer. Well, everybody says Christmas in July, so I guess that would be July 4th. Okay. Christmas on July is a marketing ploy. Uh, that's like a time where you have like a big sale or you like start selling Christmas stuff in July. That's okay. six months to Christmas. So my thing is I think that like this stuff has all been, somebody just looked at the calendar and was like, okay, October 31st. Okay. Uh, like um, whatever today is, April 12th. Uh-huh. Like those are roughly, you know, six months apart. Like, you know, and I know there are all these like fall and, you know, spring fucking, you know, phases of the moon or whatnot. Anyway. Easter is spring Halloween because it involves candy yes. primarily. Yes. If you're not like particularly religious, it involves like creatures. Spring creatures. Bunnies. Yes. You know, maybe like baby deer. Yeah. Or I don't know, like fucking ducks. <laughs> Chickens or whatever. <laughs> fucking ducks. Oh my gosh. This is like... Everything like about holidays for you is like you're from some other planet. Like you've just arrived on Earth. Like I, I mean, I swear to God. Like for so long, this was so hard for me to like digest. Yeah, I'm over it. Though. I'm the man who fell to Earth and started thinking about holidays. Uh, but, but I mean, you're like, 
Everybody's gonna send a card today. What a bunch of losers! Like buying into this marketing ploy to sell more diamonds and cards and chocolates and. Oh, so you're talking about uh, Valentine's I'm Day? Talking about every holiday. I mean, every holiday is an excuse to buy something sure. and give someone something. Right. And you're like, you're not gonna tell me what to do, man. I'm not gonna be giving anybody any diamonds and chocolate. That shit's for losers. It's kind of funny how that all serves me. Too. I know. It's interesting. That's it's, oh, that's interesting. Uh, not so much interesting to me because I've got it all figured out. But right, um, right, right, right. Anyway, uh, yeah, we went through a lot of holidays over the years where I was like very much irritated and mad at you every single holiday. Okay, and that's a lot. If you want to look at the calendar, that's a lot of days to be really irritated and upset. Totally. However, I have finally come <laughs> to this conclusion that holidays are a construct of humanity right we just go today is a special day and on this day we eat candy and we like bunnies and we like chicks and flowers and we get really excited about all of it now if you're religious it has a different you know meaning it's got some extra layers probably if you're just used to kind of like getting together with the family and having a meal and it's a holiday well you have a different agenda or whatever right and a lot of that is consuming things so um, I don't come from a particularly religious background. For So for me, all holidays are about what is the tradition of consuming? <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. What am I supposed to buy? Oh, yeah, what am I, what am I supposed to expect? What are my expectations? At this, at this thing, yeah. Okay. So we finally had to have a come to Jesus on the holidays and for like many reasons, right? Last year? Uh, like two years ago, maybe. Okay. Three years ago. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. And so now I have come to this weird logical realization that people don't like. That we're like, you know, holidays are just another day. Yeah. And uh, people learned this today, unfortunately. This is like a day where you should have gotten together with your family, had a big meal, right? Done the hoopla, gotten dressed up, done, maybe you went to church, maybe, okay, nobody can. Taking pictures. Nobody can do any of that stuff. Right. So today is just another day. And like it's sort of like <laughs> our holidays have been. <laughs> right. It doesn't feel any different. Right. And then yeah. this year is particularly weird because on Christmas we were in Hawaii yep. and we didn't do anything for Christmas. Right. We like got we some just Indian food. went to the beach and snorkeling yeah. Indian and Indian food <clears throat> in Hawaii. Very and Christmassy. <laughs> and today was like no different. We did nothing really special. So um totally. It's an interesting idea. So your spring Halloween is a way for us to um, recognize Easter, but spring. Yep. And Still have fun for have the fun. kids or, have you fun. know, other people who are into it. Because it's candy. just an excuse to get together it is. and, and it is. have fun. I mean, that's yes. what the whole thing is about. And and we're into that. We're not particularly religious. Right. But this, but today we couldn't do spring Halloween. Right. So it was just another day. It's just another day. It's okay. It was a nice day. It was sunny here. Yeah. It was uh, beautiful. We had we did have a little bit of candy. Yep. Yep. And and um we had uh what are those things called? Oh tamales. Yeah, we had candy, tamales, and upsetness over Breath of the Wild. Yeah. So and then, but I like the other part of Spring Halloween for you, yeah. which is the creatures. Oh, totally. So you had this idea that like, you know, the Easter is supposed to come. Right. Yeah. And 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 pagan 
you know, tradition. Right. And the Easter Bunny leaves the basket, you know, and we always had a thing in my family where we'd say that the Easter Bunny was like laying eggs, you know, as it went along the bunny trail and it was leaving your basket like Santa Claus. You know, it's yeah, omnipresent. Yeah. It can be everywhere at one time. It's just a mythical creature. It, yeah. Know? It's this mysticism of like, like Santa Claus. Sure. And um, anyway, you were like, <laughs> you're like, that's scary that this bunny is going to be omnipresent in all places at the same time. Like, how is it doing that? And I was like, well, you know, like Santa, right? Um, it must travel by some magical means. And then you were like, oh, like a puka. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. It's so, the mythical great Halloween rabbit. And so a puka, though, is a hallucination, basically. Like a like well, no, a. It's like a fairy or whatever. It's it doesn't like a, exist in the like real the world. But like the Irish version of a fairy, which right. could be, you know, good, could be fun, could be evil, could play tricks on you, could play tricks uh-huh. on you. It could be, uh-huh. or it could just kind of be neutral, you know, right? Or whatever. Like I'm thinking of what's that movie with the puka? Oh yes, with Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. Um. What does he say? This is my friend. What's his name? Mr. Dowd. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. Um, yeah, like his giant rabbit friend that no one else could see was a puka. Um, but they never say that in the movie. Right. It's just his imaginary friend no, who's I a think rabbit. He, I think they do say he's a puka. But then when we read the spider Rick Chronicles. Harvey. Harvey. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah. Let me introduce you to my friend Harvey. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But when we read the spider Rick Chronicles... That those books had all kinds of creatures like that, and they had pukas, but they were kind of evil, and they yeah. would come and play tricks, and they would they were like shapeshifters, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this is what you know Donnie Darko is based on, yeah, like that horrible rabbit that comes and visits him all the time that only he can see is a shapeshifter puka, right? But again, they never say that. <laughs> Well, that's another part of the, you know, that we've tried to make traditions out of is like trying to figure out like what movie is like, what's the Christmas movie? What's the New Year's movie? Yeah. What's the, yeah. Uh, we haven't done like the, like the St. Patty's Day and the Valentine's that's true. Day movies. That's true. We'll work on that for 2021 to get back to you. <laughs> you mean we're going to celebrate Valentine's Day? No, we're going to watch a movie. <laughs> Are you going to buy me some It'll diamonds? It'll be so different. Yeah, diamonds are forever, I hear. Um, yeah, so anyway, the spring Halloween movie is definitely Donnie Darko. Oh, God. I mean, I have a, such a hard time watching that, though. I don't know if that's fun for me. I love that movie, but it, it does take me to a dark brain space, and I feel like that would be dangerous, given the current times. You don't yeah, think so? I think you're making too much out of it. I think, like, you know, when you watched it originally, you know, it it held more, like, sway over you. are going to watch it again, I guess, like, in a few minutes or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Damn um, you. And uh, you'll be like, oh, this is kind of fucking cheesy or whatever. You Do know? you remember what happened to me when I first watched it? You couldn't sleep or something? Yeah, I was, like, 19, right? Or no, I was 20 because we, we had Morgan. Yep. Okay, so I'm like a mom, okay, right? And I got like a baby in the other room. I watch this movie and I cannot sleep. I'm like scared 
to death. And I remember saying to you, gosh, I wish Sarah was here because like if I had watched this movie with Sarah, we would have stayed up all night and talked about it. And you were like, I'm just going to bed. <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> You're like, that, I'm not scared. I don't know what you're talking about. That's silly. Yeah. I spent like two months thinking about that movie. Like it fucked me up. All like, because of the rabbit. Like no, the weird demonic not rabbit. Not just no. No. Not just because of the rabbit, man. <laughs> like Frank went to get more beer or whatever. I thought it was all just because of the rabbit. I thought like, really? Oh no. I mean, the rabbit was disturbing looking. It's sort of demonic, yeah, d- disturbing looking. But the whole, like, past and future and how he, he's supposed to be killed by the jet engine and all this shit. I mean, yeah, that, like, messed me up. That well, messed me up. I'm beginning to doubt your commitment to Sparkle Motion. <sighs> well, <laughs> you're probably right. Like, I'm trying. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm trying to have commitment to Sparkle Motion, but... It's hard, you know, when you're in the middle of like a, like a, like a, what what are we, a pandemic. Thank you. (laughs) What are we in the middle of? (laughs) What is this? What is this fucking thing? Oh, a pandemic. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to keep the jazz hands. The sparkle motion hands? Like Jack from Will and Grace. Yeah. (laughs) You're doing it, man. You're keeping them up. I'm trying. Doing great. I'm trying hard. You, Drew Barrymore, Patrick Swayze. Uh, the Gyllenhaals, Gyllenhaals, the Gyllenhaals. Yeah, there's some. There's a bunch of like really good actors in that. There are whatever. There's those great songs. There's the um, oh, the yeah. Tears for Fears or whatever. Oh, like how they turn the Head camera upside down on the back of the bus. I mean, that's like awesome. I forgot about that. See, see, it's been a long time since I watched you're, it. You're an auditory person, and I'm a visual person. And whatever I see stays in the memory banks till the end of time. And whatever you see goes in one eyeball and out the other. And you only remember the auditory files that you can recall later. There's definitely something to that. That must be why we work so well together. Yeah. You know? Video. Video. Audio. Audio. Video. (laughs) We're the AV club, baby. (laughs) What the fuck does it all mean? I guess it means we should keep doing those stupid podcasts, right? <laughs> I guess so. It sure is fun, and it sure is hilarious. Are you having right? fun? Are you having fun? No, you. What's your favorite? Oh, yeah, I'm having a good time. I'm talking to you. No, I haven't. I'm talking to you. I got my I'm eyes ta- on you. I'm talking to you. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm having a good time. They're okay, always good. fun. Good. Um, yeah, lots of anxiety leading up to them, and then lots of fun during, and then afterwards I'm like... Well, maybe that was a piece of shit. Well, afterwards, I'm like, I did that. I'm getting there, man. I'm we have get, two I'm different gonna get, experiences. I'm going to get we? on the same page <laughs> with that. I'm going to be like, treat yourself. Treat yourself. Yeah, let's treat ourselves when this is on our show. Yeah, man. We? Tricks or treats. Spring tricks. Sorry. Spring tricks or treats. <laughs> <laughs> Your fucking arm is dead. Oh, Whoa. my God. Somebody call the police. <laughs> Spring Halloween took a evil turn this evening. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, did you get everything you wanted to get in your Easter basket or what? I did. I got, uh, well, I got you. I got you, babe. Babe. <laughs> I got you to hold me tight. What about you? Did you get everything you wanted in your Easter basket? I think so. Yeah. yeah your spring Halloween basket. 
brought to you, hand-delivered to you by the Puka Extraordinaire. <sighs> well, if he came, I didn't see him, so I think I did get what I wanted. It was the invisible bunny delivery. All right. Wow, that's fucking awesome. Thanks. <laughs> yep. Um, so, yeah, man, spring Halloween, that's it. This must be the place. We're here. We're living in it. We're, we're COVID, man. We're living it. We're, we're loving 19. it. We're doing it. Yeah. Okay, stay tuned for the next song on the playlist. Yeah. Okay. It's called, um, I love you, babe. <laughs> love you too, babe. <laughs>